0: My name is Drew Ross, and this is episode number 12, Tea on Generosity. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Better You Love Drew podcast. I receive a weekly update on my podcast downloads, and we are trending in the right direction. So downloads are on the up, inquiries are on the rise, and most importantly, we're feeling really good about today's topic. So I want to speak on generosity today because the holidays are right around the corner. And this is generally a time when people tend to be more generous than usual during the year. Also, I've been trying to practice generosity more and more as of recently because it's one of my favorite feelings of all time. So, speaking on what I've learned during my personal experiences, I hope should shed light on this topic. And I know it will. I use a lot of personal experiences to tie these topics together and I've gotten good feedback from that. So we're going to continue to do so this, so that we can really land these messages to the listener. So I've mentioned the model that I use for my coaching calls, and it's like a top down approach to analyzing how thoughts create the results in our lives. That's like the standard practice. So I use the model personally whenever I'm self-coaching myself or when I'm in a coaching call and I'm coaching someone else. So putting generosity into the model is really going to help you become more familiar with it, with the model itself. And then it's also going to help show where generosity comes up in your life. So if you have a pen and paper with you, I want you to follow along and write the letters C T. F, A, and R in a vertical line. So you should have C as in cat at the top of the letter stack, and then R as in Ralph at the bottom. I abbreviated it here. This is what we normally do when we're using the self-coaching model. But these letters stand for circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. So circumstances appear at the top of the model, and these are things that we can't control. So baseline, they're just facts in this world. So you're listening to my podcast right now. So the Better You Love Drew podcast is the circumstance. Thoughts fall below circumstances, and they're the sentences in our minds that we relate to circumstances. So you could be thinking, I really like this podcast. This is just an idea for a thought here. LOL. Unlike circumstances, we are actually able to control our thoughts, which is super, super important to remember. Feelings come next and they derive from our thoughts. So, right now we did C, we did the T, now we're at the F line. So, feelings come from thoughts. So, when you have the thought, I really like this podcast, you might feel enlightened. That's the feeling that's coming up from that thought. The next portion of the model is actions, and actions stem from feelings and ultimately lead to the results that we see. So on your action line from the feeling of enlightenment, you might go back and listen to all of my other podcast episodes if this is the first time that you're tuning in. Do you see where this is going? So this is just like a simple model at work. As a reference, generous is going to fall into the F line. Or the feeling line is what we like to call it. I abbreviate always, so if I'm saying F line, that means feeling line. But just know that generous is going to appear on the feeling line or the F line. But let's do some additional model practice to really put it to work using generous in its designated spot. So let's say you receive a $10,000 holiday bonus from work. So the circumstance in this situation is a $10,000 bonus. So you have the thought, I can do good things with this money. And then you then feel generous and you decide to donate $3,000 to your neighbor who is raising money to go back to school. Chances are you give this money and do not receive $3,000 in return. But you can still feel generous every step of the way during this offering. The result in your life is that you're more likely to do good things like this regularly. So the C is a $10,000 bonus. The T or the thought line is I can do good things with this money. The F is generous. The A, the action line is donating the holiday bonus to your neighbor. And then the R line is taking your hard earned money and turning it into good opportunities. So another thing to note is that we relate our R line back to our T line, and this is key to remember. So, a lot of the time, people feel generous. They think that they feel generous because of the ten thousand dollar bonus that they just got from work. But you actually feel generous because of the thought, "I can do good things with this money." So, in summary, like circumstances mean nothing until we have thoughts about them, and that's what drives the way we feel on a regular basis. So, how lucky are we that we can control the thoughts that we think? meaning we have the ultimate freedom to feel however we want to feel. And I start with this model example because I also see that people generally, like they associate the feeling of generosity with the action they're taking in their life. And what I want to offer is that you really lean into the idea that your generous feeling is coming from the way you're thinking. Your feelings don't come from your action line. Your feelings come from the thoughts or the sentences that you're having in your mind. Before you take any action at all, no matter what it is, you have access to feel generous. And this is really, really powerful. Before you take any action, before you do anything in your life, before you don't do anything in your life, you have access to any type of feeling. And that's pretty incredible. So the more I thought about generosity, the more I realized that it has so many layers and then I have access to it through conscious thinking. So the T on being generous is that it can serve you in a positive way or it can serve you in a manipulative way. That's up to you. So if you're trying to be more authentic in your relationships with others and in particular those that you do not know so well, listen up. This is the absolute podcast for you and we're about to make generosity a normal happenstance in your day-to-day life right away. Okay, so... How you define generosity is up to you. And to date, I would say that it's mainly viewed that people with ample capital or ample amounts of money tend to be the most generous. I don't necessarily agree with this idea because there's more to giving than just writing a check or swiping your card. And I also believe that the most generous people I know in my life are providing generous actions with zero monetary value at all. Generosity is an extremely strong emotion and it can really overcome a lot of negative feelings like jealousy, animosity, anger, comparison is another. Resentment can come up too. So, generosity has the ability to overcome all of these. If used incorrectly, though, generosity can also lead to all of these emotions as well. So something to remember during this entire discussion is that generosity and expectations, they go hand in hand. So if you're placing expectations on your generous behavior and are expecting similar actions in return to balance out your generous actions, this is where it can be used incorrectly. So before we even start taking action from the feeling of generosity, you need to get clear on why you're acting from a generous heart in the first place. Generosity is giving and expecting nothing in return. To reiterate, placing expectations on generosity totally diminishes the wonderful effects of this feeling. So let's start with how we can use generosity incorrectly. So if you're in a giving headspace where you want to get something from someone or you want someone to like you, this is using generosity in the wrong way. So maybe you're the type, That will buy a bunch of drinks at the bar when you're trying to get to know a new group of friends or like get into that friend group. And the first round on me mentality can quickly turn into no drinks being covered by anybody else. You have the idea that you can win them over by buying an abundant amount of vodka sodas. This may work in the end, but how does it like how do you really feel in the process of getting into that friend group? Maybe you front and flex nicer dinners and all the Ubers on your card when you start talking to someone new that you're interested in just to try and win them over with generous dining and transportation convenience. So we love being treated to nice things. Absolutely. But there's a fine line between keeping it even and trying to win someone over with generous gestures. You might overextend yourself when somebody asks you to help them move apartments late one evening with the hopes that you'll get invited to the housewarming party by being involved in the move when really all you need that night is rest after a long day of work. Say you might need help on a project, a new venture that you're starting, or someone to watch your house or your pet when you're traveling. To make sure that you have the support that you need on any of these items, you might plant gestures of support preemptively when you ask for help of any of these items. So you can say, okay, I helped them there so now they can help me here. And I call this like calendared generosity. So when you're acting in a generous way because you know you're going to need help with something in the coming days, the coming weeks, potentially in the future. And calendar generosity takes away from the great feeling that generosity brings. And it's like a prime example of placing expectations on your generous actions. This is tricky because you know when this is happening. You know when you're planning text or planting calls that you're coming from a generous place, like from a check-in mentality, knowing that around the corner, you're gonna have to ask for something in return. So calendar generosity can totally take away from the abundant feeling of generosity that it brings, which is so strong and nice. When you calendar it out, Preemptively place like generous efforts, sometimes it can totally diminish the wonderful feeling of generosity. Do any of you have that one friend that really only reaches out to you when they need something? Like the moment that they pop up on your screen, you know they're about to ask something of you. Like someone should be sticking out in your head right away, like right now. And I would say, honestly, that we all have one of those. And even though you might have one of these friends or acquaintances, you still have the opportunity to act generously when they reach out to you. So just because you can see through them reaching out to check in when you know they're going to ask something of you doesn't mean you have to not be generous yourself. So they generally come in with a super sweet message, to like lighten the mood and then land a request after a few short exchanges. It's like, let me generously ask this person how they've been just to get what I need and then I'm going to peace out. And how about on the other hand, like do you have that one person that you give a lot of generosity to and you feel like they don't appreciate you whatsoever? This is also dangerous. So sometimes your actions from the feeling of generosity can be a little bit backwards and you can experience resentment when you're being generous in a way to avoid confrontation. And I like to call this silenced generosity. And this falls into the category of people-pleasing which is a no-no that we've gone over before. So giving generously is super important when you have no expectations on an outcome. People who are not generous that often are those that expect to receive something in return or rely on like massive appreciation or adoration when they act in a generous way. So when your expectations are not met surrounding generosity, you're less likely to continue to act in a generous way because you just keep getting let down. And I love this quote a lot, and it's going to transition us into using generosity in a positive way. And it's help others without any reason and give without the expectation of receiving anything in return. I think that's super powerful. So let's get into how we can make generosity a winner and use it effectively to feel amazing. So, being generous can be affordable and it can even be free. How amazing is this? So, you have the ability to volunteer for a charity and not have to get your pen or checkbook out. And to be generous, you don't really even need to be involved with a charity or organization whatsoever. And the best forms of generosity come from like an anonymous place. So, when you act in a generous way while also remaining anonymous, that means there's no level of expectation that can possibly be placed on these actions. You can't be thanked and you can't be praised because the individual that you're acting generous towards, they don't know where it came from. So if you have issues placing expectations after you've done some generous actions, what I want to offer is that you do it in an anonymous way as often as you can, and you're going to feel a lot better about it. So across the street from where I currently live, there's a boutique apartment building going up that actually looks really, really cute. And over the last few weeks, I've noticed tons of nails like in the middle of the street from the construction site. So I've been picking them up, throwing them away um, in the construction dumpsters when I pass through to like wherever I'm going. So I don't spend time doing this in my free time, but when I'm walking by and I see the nails, I'll pick them up. So just the thought, I'm going to pick up this nail so somebody doesn't have a flat tire later this afternoon makes me feel really generous. Am I actually saving people from having flat tires? Literally no idea. But just the thought that that might be a possibility makes me feel super generous. Another big thing that I'm leaning into right now is decluttering my personal life because I have so much going on in my professional life between my corporate job and life coaching and social life and everything like that. So if you aren't organized in your personal life, it's super difficult to be organized in all other areas of your life. And that's a mantra that I live by. So to declutter, I like to clean my closets and drawers of clothes that I just really don't wear anymore. Especially when I go out and I buy something new, I like to like buy one new thing and then donate an old thing. This makes me feel like lighter and organized in my place. And I associate this with like a clearer mind, especially when I'm super, super busy. So instead of taking my clothes to Goodwill or like a donation center, I drop my clothes off to a lady that works the front desk of my building, really knowing that her two sons could use the clothes that I no longer wear. So sometimes you can deliver donation items to donation centers and receive like tax write offs. But I feel way more generous when I leave these clothes of mine like in the front lobby, knowing that I'll receive absolutely nothing in return. Here are some other ways that I try and like practicing where I try to practice generosity. Just to give a few examples, and you might find some overlap in your own life as well. So first one being like picking up someone's weights and barbells at CrossFit when they are in the restroom or checking their phone after the strength portion so they don't have to like start the workout of the day late because all their stuff is all over the place. So the way it works is like the first half of CrossFit, we do strength work, uh, which is just like barbell, like three reps at max sets, max weight, whatever you want to call it. And then we clean up all of our stuff and then go into a workout of the day, which is generally a little bit more like high intensity cardio work. So we have to clean everything up, clear the floor, and then start that workout. So I like to, like generally after the strength portion, people will go check their phones or they'll go use the restroom. So if somebody has a lot of equipment out, I like to help clean them up while they're away. So they didn't see me do it, but it can be a stress relief for that individual. Like when they get back to a clean workout station, ready for the next workout portion on time with a clean area. The next one, number two is like stacking the grocery carts together in the target parking lot. So when the cart attendant comes to collect the carts in the cold, they don't have to spend a lot of time organizing a mess from like other lazy customers. I don't know how much time it's saving. I don't know if it's saving them a lot of time at all, but I feel generous knowing that they just have to come out, get the carts, and then wheel them in, especially in Chicago. I feel like that's major key. Third one that I look out for is like when I go home for the holidays, I use my mom's spare car to get to the gym and like hang out with friends. And before I return at home, after driving it for the last time, I always put a full tank of gas in the car and I always wash it. Sometimes she doesn't see me directly after doing this because I'm already off to the airport while she's like traveling for work, but it makes me feel good knowing that like her tank is full and she doesn't have to hit the car wash by herself. Number four, when I walk into Target, (laughs) I spend a lot of time at Target. I feel like I mentioned Target six times just in this episode. Um, But when I'm walking into Target, there's usually a homeless man who's standing outside of the entrance, just like asking for a sandwich. She's like, that's all he wants. I don't see him all the time. Really, it's pretty infrequent, but I try to get him a sandwich and then I try and get him like a smart water and then something more. So all he wants is that sandwich, but getting him something like nice water and a couple granola bars that he can eat over the days, like makes me feel better about him not knowing when his next meal will be potentially. So will I ever see that money again from him? Most likely not. But I won't forget the way I feel when I deliver those items on the street corner. And for me, that's enough. Number five is I set calendar reminders on my phone. My friends let me know about like important dates that they have coming up in their life, like whether it be like large or small. So it could be international travel, like an upcoming master's degree exam, a first date, a job interview. Like I try to land a sweet text or a call just to say like safe travels or good luck. Like, let me know how it goes. This cost me zero dollars and I expect nothing in return. So. At times, I can imagine that these messages might mean more to me than it does to them. And I high-key love the thought of it. It makes me enjoy it even more. When you put value into the world, you get value back. That's something I firmly believe in. And there are like a million different ways you can contribute in your life, whether you're picking up nails on the street or releasing a weekly life coaching podcast like with no expectation of anything in return. You can also hold a door open for a stranger. You can bring your work wife like their favorite coffee on the way into the office, even when they didn't ask for it, or you can just help a friend move and let the connection of spending time with them be enough. All of these are amazing options that lead to unmatched feelings, in my opinion. And also, you can buy all of the drinks at the bar for your new group of friends, and you can pay for every single like steak dinner and uber black when you're starting to get to know your crush. Just do so knowing that you might not receive anything in return, and that is totally okay. You might not be invited into that friend group, and you might not end up dating that individual, and that's absolutely all right. So you want to choose generosity, and you're just going to leave it at that. You want to think generous thoughts, feel generous feelings, act in generous ways, and live a generous life, and leave it right there. So no expectations, no resentment, no appreciation, no thank yous. No more using generosity as a way to manipulate and achieve dopamine externally. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. I hope you take all of these tips and use generosity in the best way possible. Can't wait for next week.